Welcome to the Sarah and George Choi Property Podcast, the show that helps keep you financially free through property so you can spend time with your family, traveling and pursuing your passions. And today we're in a totally different location. I'm here with uh, Andrew Bartlett. Hello, Andrew. Hello, George. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. So today's going to be the third and final video on the Carlisle Hotel. So this is a commercial conversion into 15 holiday let apartments. Uh, so this is a development that I'm involved in with Andrew Bartlett here and uh, Peter Abel as well. And it's been seven months since the last video. So we just want to give you the final final update. And I'll put some links in the description so you can watch the previous two videos. So let's, let's just start with the numbers. Everyone always wants to know about the money. So Andrew, can you just give us top line? What are the numbers now? Yeah, so basically they're fairly much in line with what we talked about previously. Um, some of the costs have gone up over time. Uh, some of that due to uh, delays, and come to that in a minute, George. But uh, basically we bought it for 695,000 plus uh, costs and all told the overall costs of fees, interest to investors in the bank, uh, all the fees to whether it be architects, pulling in services, all those things come to about 3.2 million and we're selling for 4.2 million. So the gap between those two figures, about a million pounds uh, in profit. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that, that's really good and, and I know you wanted to talk about the exit a little bit and how we were yeah. uh, you know, exiting this particular project mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll uh, hold and refinance, sometimes you'll sell, sometimes you might do a mixture of the two. Well here we're selling because for us uh, the better return is to sell and then use that money again. The great news is we've got 11 of the flats now under exchange and due to complete any day, probably in the next uh, week or two. We've also got three others sold. They are, I would say subject to contract. They would have exchanged, but these three have got mortgages and their mortgage companies are insisting, so this is a little tip for sometimes when you're going through some developments, their mortgage companies are insisting that the whole building is 100% finished before they even exchange. So in this case, we could end up with the exchange and completion on the same day. Then that leaves one more, and unfortunately we've had a buyer drop out twice on the one flat, but we've now got a new buyer, so you know they're all sold. The last one uh, is really just uh, going through the early stages of the buying process. So you've missed your chance. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, you have. Unless you're getting quick and offer a bit higher money before the exchange. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what, what's, what's happened in the development since our last video seven months ago. Okay, so I think, um, you know, we've had a few delays. Uh, we had a few delays based on the fact that we had to change contractor and I think we'll probably talk about that uh, later on. All told, we've had about nine months worth of delays on this project. But in the last seven months, the key things are the installing and the commissioning of the lift. And that's a key, if like, milestone, because without that, we can't get our building regs. We had to go to a new company to try and get it here a little bit quicker. And there's been a lot of to and fro in over getting the thing and the commissioning certificates uh, and the conformity document that we need. But that's now in the hands of building control. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're well on the way to getting things sorted there. Yep. Other things that have happened, I think the stairs might have just about been delivered. Just delivered, yeah. Uh, when we came in, and once again, we had to change uh, uh, the suppliers of the stairs because the original suppliers had a breakdown of one key piece of machinery and they couldn't determine when they were going to get the replacement part. So, what that meant was that we had no choice but to look elsewhere. The quality of the stairs are really first class, mm -hmm. very solid, 
Um, they were already dipped, so they had an intermittent uh, film on them for fire. Uh, to, and, but really solid, they're all in. All the apartments are finished, we're just under, undergoing snagging and you know odd little bits that need titivating, really. Mm -hmm. The car park's nearly finished, uh, and all the, all the work to the back. We've had a big retaining wall put in. Mm -hmm. Two of the, uh, on the lower ground floor, have got their own little patio areas. Mm -hmm. The last bit that's being done there, that's still to be done today, the railings are going in on top of the wall so that you know people can't, or the cars can't just drive straight through and tip themselves down into the, um, onto those lower ground floor patios. Mm -hmm. So they're going in today, which is required by Building Regs. Yeah. Building Regs man coming around today, so hopefully mm -hmm. they'll be ready for him yeah. and signed off. Mm. And the rest of the car park um, has now got its final uh, concrete base put in. We've got the bin store already, the stairs at the back are already. They've all gone in since the, the last video. And the platform lift, so the disabled lift if you like, that's going in on Monday. So then we'll be fully lifted out yep. and uh, pretty much ready to go. Ready to the only things that are still outstanding I suppose, um, we talked about those few things for building rigs um, that were required. Um, those last things being done at the moment. The one that had been causing us probably most hassle was the lift commissioning certificate, but mm -hmm. we've got that. Yeah. Um, the other th thing is the out the front doesn't stop us with building rings, but we've still got a little bit of scaffolding out the front, as you noticed on the way back. We've been bringing it down bit by bit. Still a little bit of work to do to the front, but it shouldn't stop us getting our building rings certificate. Timings wise, we're hoping to get the building rings signed off today. Uh, then I can go to the warranty company. Mm -hmm. They tell me that it takes up to 10 days. But as soon as I've got my building regs, I know I'm going to get my warranty because yeah. everything else has uh, been given to the warranty company. So I'm able to serve 10 days notice to complete on the, uh, on the buyers. Mm -hmm. So it okay. could be that we have between 11 and 14 completions on the same day. Mm, which would be, be very pleasant. Be fun for the system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back to the previous video, um, you know your your main contractor went out of business, yeah. um, and it was it was quite common during COVID because I know I know other developers and they had the same thing. Their contractors went out of business, and you made the decision a, a difficult one to become the contractor yourself. What would you say are your your key learnings of having doing that doing that for the first time? Okay. So whether we took it over or whether we got another contract to take over they'd have probably faced the same issues. And the, those main issues seem to surround things around the building regs mm -hmm. uh, and the building control. So for example, we managed to get the building control still to come out um, and having already paid the previous contractor for the building regulations visits, we found last week to be able to get our building regs signed off, they had actually not been passed on mm -hmm. to building control. So I had to pay again, which wasn't very pleasant. So all those sort of things are things that you find continuity-wise, there are some gaps that you have to find. Um, so the learning is about where those gaps, and the biggest gaps for us were around where we were looking for specialist uh, supplies. So the stairs, the lift, yeah. those were the ones that we had to grasp uh, fairly quickly. Um, the, the services coming in, the, the electrics have been a bit of a pain in the backside. The water was just as bad, if yeah. not worse. Mm -hmm. So the, it's all those things where the main contractor was involved, where we've had to sort of, if like, rip those uh, away and find out exactly where we are. But, you know, apart from that, you know, we talked, I think, pre, on the previous video, we might talk a little bit about credit terms with suppliers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the good news is, obviously, as we've continued, we've got a better reputation 
with the suppliers, so they've given us better terms. Yeah. Um, and in some instances, we've you know made good what what they rode, mm-hmm. and that's helped us as well. Right. So yeah. So quest- question, curveball question for yeah. you then. When you do another development, because you will do, yeah. I know I know what you like. Yeah. Um, do you think you will employ a main contractor, or do you think you'll do it yourself? Uh, what's my usual answer? <laughs> it depends. It depends. I on, George. <laughs> you see, you're learning. You see, there's no one answer. Okay, it depends. So yes, I would consider uh, okay. doing it again uh, and taking the contract in. But remember, we're not a main contractor. Mm. We haven't done all of the contracting ourselves. I've had a de- really decent site manager that's allowed us to pull in. I suppose subcontractors, yeah. uh, but it's given me a better idea of how I could pull in those subcontracting packages right. uh, and how I'd work with those. And it also, because we've now got some track record for contracting, mm-hmm. it means our own ability to get credit terms elsewhere will be enhanced. Yep. So all those things will pretty much help if we want to go down that route again. Um, I think if you want to be more hands off, George, you like to be more hands off. So if you want to be more hands off, then I would still consider a main contractor. Mm-hmm. Now, when we started, we knew that our biggest risk was the ability of our main contractor, their, their financial strength, really. Mm-hmm. And we knew they, were, you know, they weren't as strong as others, but we, were worth, we thought it was worth taking the risk. Yeah. So, but we identified that risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it was, you know, they weren't able to fulfill the contract. Some of that was COVID-related, so you know, they were caught up in some of that COVID mess. Yeah. So for us, you know, I wouldn't sort of uh, be down, you know, totally on the contractor. Some of it was, you know, COVID, COVID related. Yeah. But, um, you know, it wouldn't stop me going to a main contractor again. Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, now we've got a contracting company set up, we've got the ability to sort of go ourselves and do mm-hmm. it. And let's be honest, even a main contractor is employing lots of subcontractors. Sure. Yeah, so yes. here we've had subcontractors for the roof, subcontractors for the electrics. So, you know, and on it goes, subcontractor for the carpets. Yeah. So there isn't any reason why you can't manage those subcontracting packages. And I've learned a hell of a lot about CIS. All right, CIS. So this is where a consumption industry scheme, where the subcontractors, you have to take the tax from them and hold it on behalf of HMRC and take, send it to them. So I've learned a lot about CIS. Right. Yeah, a lot. Um, so one, one thing is, um, uh, when, pe- when people do a commercial conversion or when they're looking to do one and they're perhaps new to this, they don't think about fire safety initially yeah. and smoke. Um, so I know in the engine shed, and we did a video yeah. on that, um, we had to build a smoke shaft. Um, can you tell people what, what you had to do here? So we're now on the third floor and throughout this building on the whole, we do not need uh, a misted system or any sprinklers, but because of the size of the building and the distance, from the stairwell, which is behind me, for fire access and exit, uh, we need a misting system in the penthouses on the very top floor. And because we're providing a misting system, we need to operate the equipment from somewhere that needs to be independent and outside of the flat. So we're now stood a a floor below in the hallway here uh, before we get into any flats. And to be able to do that, what we've done, we've created a little uh, cupboard under the stairs uh, for the misting system. And we've had to liaise with building control and the fire authorities to make sure we're adhering to all obviously building regulations but also the the fire regulations to put that in so it's something that's a little bit different quite often you'll need say a misting system or a sprinkler system throughout the building but here it's just the top floor in our penthouses but in addition to that we've got to make sure that the stairs 
are kept clear for fire for evacuation. And so we've got an AOV, an automatic opening vent on the top. So here we've put that in the uh, lift and stair core so that um, basically for building rigs, it allows the, the smoke to be drawn out the top. Perfect, perfect. All right, well, thanks, thanks for coming on, sharing the latest and final update. So I'll put a link in the description so you can watch the other two videos. Um, enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.